Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 26th episode of Talk Local. Today, I am joined by a very special Crown Point resident and guest. Um, he has appeared in uh, all of the Batman movies, so that includes Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. You've made a ton of that, and that's just a little bit. Right. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's just a name a little. Uh, the other ones you had Public Enemies. You have Batman versus Superman. You have a, uh, any other ones you want to know? Uh, wanted. I did. Uh, Cache. Um, uh, it's kind of hard right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your IMDb is like a hundred. Yeah. Um, and television shows like Shameless, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, um, and uh, probably a whole brevi more of that. The, yeah, that would be correct. <laughs> so um, you are a professional stuntman. Yes, I am. And you make a lot of appearances across the board. I do. Uh, I uh, like you said. I have been in the uh, all the Chicago Fire. Now they call it Chicago One. Um, nice. I've, I've uh, yeah. I've been blessed and lucky enough to perform in some of those shows. I've had some nice uh, appearances. I've had some small appearances, you know. I've had uh, just me just driving a car, uh, but I've also been uh, stuck on a fence. I've been thrown through. I saw the picture of you stuck on a <laughs> fence. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was actually the first season of Chicago Fire. Really? Uh, season, yeah, season one, episode three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I was lucky enough to get that. Um, and that was actually... Um, a great day. Um, some of the cast members were actually most of the cast members were all amazing towards me um, because it was, I believe, August first, if I'm not mistaken. And it was probably like a hundred degrees outside, <laughs> and I'm sitting there with a harness on me, sitting on a fence. Um, and David, Chris, Nol uh, Chris, uh, uh, Stolte. And, you know, uh, Jesse Spencer and Taylor Kenny, they all came up to me and um, they were throwing umbrellas over me and, you know, that's awesome. See, so you were literally stuck up there. I, I literally was stuck <laughs> up there. I, I there was no way of getting down unless I was unhooked. And the cast members actually came over to me and were very um, uh, they were amazing. They just came over and uh Shielded me from the sun, gave me water, asked me if there was anything I needed, and they just actually just sat there and talked with me. Um, cool. So it was actually a, an amazing experience. Well, we have that picture, so that'll be on our social media for people to check out. But I think w the biggest question probably most of the listeners are going to have at this point is how the hell do you become a stuntman? And like, how does that find you? Um, well, uh, real quick, uh, I was a uh, musical theater major in college, and... Um, I was told uh, around my end of my junior, beginning of my senior year, I think, uh, that I was too short to be on Broadway. And that was my goal, was to be on Broadway. I love Broadway music. Um, and in person, you're like, what, 5'11", 6 foot? About 5'11", 6 foot. Yeah. I don't know how that's small. Uh, well, uh, apparently the average Broadway just chorus member is about 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, oh, wow. Okay. So that's I guess that's why. Um, but... Um, I just, uh, I, I took stage combat and they said, uh, you know, you, you're, you're really kind of good at this. Uh, can you throw your body around a little bit more? And I said, sure. And I was taking dance and I played sports throughout high school and stuff like that. And it was fun. It was great. It was exciting. Um, 
and then I got to play with knives and swords, <laughs> and uh, so that that became a, a little bit of a, a complex. I ended up started studying uh, sword fighting and knife fighting, um, uh, not like professionally or anything like that, but just like you know for stage combat. And I started buying katanas and stuff like that, and I started learning everything. And um, slowly but surely, it, it took time. Um, and then my stage combat teacher was just like, well, I'd like you to help me out with the second class. And so I did. And then, um, yeah, I just, I fell in love with it. And it, it went from there. What time period are you talking about here? How long have you been a stuntman? <laughs> uh, I have been a professional stuntman for, let's see, I joined in 2000. So 13 years professionally wow. through the SAG-AFTRA. I've uh, been part of the union through uh, 2013, uh, 13 years, so 2005. Um, I graduated college in 2001. Um, excuse me. Um, but I did, um, you know, I helped the European reper Repertory uh, Theater. Uh, they did a play, and I was the uh, fight coordinator for that. Cool. Um, in 2002 um, and then I kind of took some time off just to grow as a person and grow as a human um, because they always say you know it doesn't matter whether you're a stunt person or an actor you gotta you gotta you gotta learn and you gotta know everything because you may get a part that you have to act and if you don't have life experience then you're really not going to be able to express what you feel or what that person is feeling. You know? Sure. And, so. and do you have to express that stuff when you are a stuntman, when you're kind of like uh, yeah. having to oh, feel oh, like the role? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had a couple of roles where I've had to um, be scared for my life and, um, uh, you know, imagine what it's like to have a gun to your head or imagine what it's like to be in a fight and stuff like that. And, uh, the sad thing is, is like in Chicago, you you never know what you're gonna run through. Uh, so I've had those experiences, uh, but I've grown and I've learned, and um, I'm actually, actually, I actually feel a lot better about it because now uh, I I feel that I can express those feelings a lot more than what I used to uh, from college. Sometimes I feel like maybe a life experience is a little bit almost better than college. Sure, <laughs> heck yeah. I, I think that's the train of thought is that you don't really have to go to college to be a successful human being. No, as long you as you're like, no, a, you no. as long as you're like, you know, like into like life and you have ambition and you have goals, that's really what it comes down to. Right. Exactly. Uh, so what injuries, um, what injuries have you, have you had, have you accumulated <laughs> over your time? 13 uh, years, 13 years. Let's see. Um, I've been fortunate enough to not break as many things as I thought I would. Uh, I did break all, my ribs on my left side uh, in the final episode of Chicago Fire on season two. Instead of going into some mats, I went into a pothole. I shattered all my ribs. Um, oh. And then the following day, I was supposed to the following day go through a car windshield. Uh, thank God my uh, stunt coordinator actually just said, uh, yeah, we're going to push it to the following week. Thank God. <laughs> Um, but then the following week, uh, I had to take, uh, he wanted to do it in one take. It ended up taking four and I actually went through a car windshield and it was a real one, not sugar glass or anything like that. I just, I went through a car windshield 
And uh, the funny part was is that uh, when they yelled cut, uh, you know, they're, I'm trying to get out. And he's like, don't move, don't move. Um, we got to get you out. We have to break the glass because that's real glass. And then I kind of realized as I looked at it, my hands are covered with glass and you can see the shards, you know, when you get the little skimblings of uh, sure. glass and a little blood here and there. And But, uh, yeah, it took me about 15 minutes to get out. And then, um, but I'll tell you what, that, and then I think I did one other one on Chicago. It was on Chicago Fire as well. Um, same season, uh, I had to get thrown off a, uh, uh, a stair step and I had to do it probably about 15 times. And the funny part was, is when I came home, it was, we shot it at night when I came home, my wife didn't say anything, but when she came home after work, you know, like 3.45 in the afternoon, she looked at my, looked at my ribs and my back and... She was not happy because it was all purple and pearl, purple and blue and black and yeah. So. Well, that's interesting perspective because you don't really think of the significant other on yes. the other side yeah. of a stunt man. Yeah. So how does that like affect your relationship? Is that something that's oh, pretty serious? It, it, it's 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 amazing. She, my wife is absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. Um, she's dealt with my BS and all the uh, other stuff. But when it comes to stunts. Um, we don't talk about it, actually. We don't talk about uh, what I'm doing because we kind of have a rule that is no wives, no significant others are allowed on set when you're doing a specific stunt. Probably smart, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I, I've seen things go extremely wrong. Because um, I'm sure if your wife's on set when you smash all your ribs and you're yeah, literally yeah. like, there's a pretty scary 10 minutes there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She, 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 would, uh, she would just... She would probably push everybody inside <laughs> and, you know you don't want that um no but she, she's awesome she she's amazing um it's uh one of those things where you just you have to suck it up and you know be a man and take everything and, you know this is the job that we do um it's it's a fun job it's a great job um i i guess i would say that uh it's not for everybody it's uh, I don't want to say it's for all the adrenaline junkies because that's not what it's all about. Uh, but uh, we're safe, we're good, uh, but there are mistakes, and then they happen. Um, sure. But uh, if she was there, you know, I have a feeling that it would be uh, wouldn't be that good. <laughs> well, I know I had one question in particular for you because the mentality of what you do is really important, and I only really have a background of it in sports. Mm-hmm. Of, of like this kind of perspective and then like I think it like happens when it comes to like doing live anything is like right when you're about to go on there's like always anxiety there's a level of it but then there's a point where you're just committing like you yes. just you like you almost like there's a switch turned on what is that what is that 10 minutes before you do a stunt like it mentally oh lord that's a that's a loaded question okay <laughs> um all right um well uh i will first off say foremost uh like i have anxiety problems so i deal with that all the time uh but when it comes to stunts it's a completely different situation like i have no problem suiting up and you tell me what to do and i'll do it like because I mean that that's me that's that's my job I, I you know 
you could tell me to go do this radio show right now. And I mean, even before, uh, uh, you know, when we were talking off the air, I, I had a little anxiety because I was so nervous. But like, you put me on top of a building and it says, okay, jump. All right. And so you have no anxiety before that? No, no. Nothing. None. So you None. just have complete trust and faith in what the... I have. I have trust and faith because if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. I have I have no control over it. Wow. But, like when it comes to this, I get I get a little, I get a little, uh, you know, little sweaty palms and stuff like that. Um, not that that's not cool because I think it, this is really cool. But like, you know, I, I, with that is just, it's freedom. It's absolute freedom. That's you, incredible. You have no idea what it's like to just go, I don't, I'm trusting myself to the world and I'm going to take a leap of faith or I'm going to set myself on fire and I trust the men and women who are around me and pray to God that they're going to, you know, help me out. And it's, it's, you, I don't know if there's a bigger, like when I get off, when, like if I get, you know, out of the airbag or if I get you know they put the fire out and I, you know I'm not on fire anymore if I get done with the fight scene or you know out of the car crash whatever it may be and I can stand there and I can look at all of them and I can say thank you thank you thank you that's that's a huge moment for me because it's not just me doing something it's them doing something and they're also putting their lives on the line as well I mean especially during like if you're doing a car hit, those guys are coming in. Like the second they yell cut, those guys are in there with, you name it, whatever kind of tools. And they're underneath the cars and they're willing to risk their lives even when the car's on fire. So it to me, it's just like, I may be doing a stunt, but so are those guys. And those guys are just as equally as important, if not more, than me. And... Um, yeah, it's it's a blast. So it's a it's a real team effort. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I wouldn't be part of this stunt team, uh, the stunt team that I'm on, Midwest Stunts, if uh, if they weren't a close knit group, and that group has been there, excuse me, for probably close to 25, 30 years. So they've been together. Um, our coordinator is one of the best in the business. I mean, he's traveled all around the world, so. Wow. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm extremely lucky. And you do a lot of, you do, you go all over the place. Yeah. So I, you, you've been, you go to LA, I'm guessing New York, I'm guessing Chicago, just kind of all over whenever they're needed. Yeah, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Detroit, you name it. I've done it. Uh, I'm actually kind of hoping to get on a couple of jobs down in Miami. Um, there's a couple of jobs down in New Mexico, down in New Mexico right now. Um, there's everything. I mean, I'm a big uh, Daredevil fan, so I, I'd love to go to New York and work on Daredevil. Um, there's stuff that's going down uh, in New Mexico, like I said. Um, but at the same time, uh, my home is Chicago, so uh, I kind of really want to just stay and work on the shows here because those shows have given me the life that I that I have right now. So I, uh, you know, it's only right that I uh, honor them and stay with them so heck yeah I, you mentioned daredevil but is there any 
um, dream <clears throat> situation that you'd want to be put in oh. from a movie side of things or a, oh, a stunt oh. you'd be dying to do? A stunt that I would be dying to do would easily be jumping out of an airplane. Jumping out of an airplane and uh, kind of do, uh, I hate to say it, because uh, I actually I got to work with the man, um, and I haven't, uh, do the jump from Point Break uh, with Patrick Swayze and Keanu oh, yeah. Reeves. When Keanu Reeves jumped out with no uh, parachute, just to have the thrill of doing that. Now, I understand my wife would probably... You know, after she hears this, she'll probably kick me somewhere that I don't want to be kicked. But kind of where you <laughs> kicked our intern in the green yeah. room. Yeah, um, I would absolutely love to do that just to feel the freedom. Um, but um, I think if there was a movie, so you're saying, just so we're clear, you're saying you'd want to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. How does that? How does that end in a positive way? Well, I mean, if you. If you're thinking about it, the, when I said it, it was like, you know, one guy's got a parachute, the other guy doesn't, so you wrap onto him. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so you you kind of come into, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. okay, you, kinda you connect. You one of those, like, <laughs> ghost experiences, again, with Patrick Swayze, where he's, you know, molting the pot or whatever it is. Um, uh, no, I, I, I think that, you know, just my adrenaline is always running. I'm always one of those people that's, like... 100 million miles an hour uh i get up between 4 and 5 a.m every day i go to bed at like 11 o'clock at night i you know i get up and i just start doing stuff and so it's i'm always have to be moving i always have to be doing something just because my energy level is so big i'm like not even drinking coffee nothing like that <laughs> really so like there's no caffeine nope it's just it's just the, no i drink wow. i drink uh salsa water and that's pretty much it. LaCroix? Is LaCroix, that the one? Yes, okay. LaCroix so LaCroix, if you're listening. Okay. If they're listening, uh, Jeff is looking for a sponsorship yes, as a stuntman. Yes, Hit uh, him up. LaCroix, do Santi. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please sponsor that. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I know, like, we, I mean, talking about dream jobs, but I think you have a real, um, I think for a lot of people, being on the set of, of you know, The Dark Knight is a big one, uh, right? That, that, that was the, uh, I, I cannot say enough about that one. Um, that is the ultimate. The ultimate. Uh, due to the fact that it was, I think it was like my third or fourth actual production um, through the union. Um, and I was, I'm going to use the word blessed because I, I, I simply was blessed to have anybody and everybody be on that show and be lucky enough to work as long as I did the days that I got and meet the people that I got. I got to meet not only just um, stunt people, but I got to meet um, cast members. I got to meet production members. It wasn't, you know, everything from PAs, costume people, hair people. They were all, I mean, it was just, it was a blast. I mean, it was the best summer of my life. I mean, how could you go wrong saying that you got to spend the entire summer working on a the, one of the biggest movies ever and you 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 get to you get to do what you want yeah i mean you get to drive cars you get to jump off of you know jump down things and you know shoot guns or do whatever i was lucky i i i was very fortunate um one gentleman who's on our stunt team uh i'll leave him nameless but 
uh, he actually told me that I was one of the luckiest people's people that he's ever seen because he said that uh, this is the this is one of the first summers in a long time where we've had this many productions and you're working this much. He's like, that says something about you. And I was like, well, I only hope that I can prove. Sure. And that's the thing. Is, well, it sounds like you, know, you have. Proof is in the pudding, as everybody <laughs> says. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I still have to prove it. I'm still one of the young guys in the group. Uh, a lot of guys in, in this stunt team are, I don't know, uh, mid-40s, maybe early 50s. But they're, I mean, they're rocking it out, and they do everything, and they fight, and they, they do the car scenes, they do all the high falls, they do everything. So crazy. Those, those guys are those guys are the heart of that group. So uh, I'm just a little, little aspect. So shout out to them. Yes, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, so you've been on a ton of sets, and is there a different vibe on a set like that? Like, do you realize at the moment of that of that movie that this is going to be a big deal? Yeah, you can tell absolutely. And what um, kind of gives that away? Uh, uh, to be honest with you, it kind of really depends on um, how do I put this? Kind of depends on the base camp uh, production assistant. Um, if they are, you know, if they're kind of being a little so-so, then you're kind of like okay. Um, but nine times out of ten, uh, you. I mean, everybody has a bad day, I guess. But the way you figure out whether it's going to be a really big, big deal is kind of, I want to say it's almost like how much security you almost see on set. Really? Yeah, because if, when you see a lot of security on set, you're like, what the? What's going on? Who's here? You know? Um, I actually did uh, last fall, or not last fall, last spring. I did Death Wish and I did Rampage, and um, security was through the wazoo. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't walk around, and I was in like full costume, and I had an uh, AR-15 like strapped to my chest, and I'm walking around downtown Chicago, and security is like, "Who are you with?" And I was like, "Are you serious?" Wow. Like, I didn't. I didn't even have an ID badge or anything. I'm like, I'm with the movie. Uh, uh, like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not trying to. Wow. <laughs> you know, it was it was it, it was interesting. It was kind of cool, but you know, at the same time, you're kind of going, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I swear to yeah, God. yeah. I don't. I don't have anything in here. Well, and being on a set of that stuff is just. I don't think people realize it until you're actually on a set of of that level. Yeah. And that caliber, because it feels like there's a million people. Even yes. even if it's only 400, 350 yeah. people, but there it's like an ant farm where they're all just everyone has a role and everyone's rushing to do their job. Yes, everybody is. The I mean, like I said before, uh, the biggest thing they always say is hurry up and wait. Um, for stunt people, uh, it is hurry up and wait. It is get there at five o'clock in the morning. Get in your costumes, get your haircut. But crew call may not be until seven a.m. or eight a.m. But you're already you've been there for three hours, mm-hmm. already sitting and waiting, because you have no idea if the director, producers, whoever would like whatever they want to do, they're gonna do it. Uh, if they would want, if they want to change scenes around or what have you, you, you know, you just gotta work with them, and and that's part of our job. We have to work with them, and we do what they say because obviously. 
<laughs> they're paying us. Um, it is, you know, but... And life on those sets is really boring. Right? There, there are times it, where it can be... I, well, I can say there are times where it's been uh, interesting. We've done, really? We've done some practical jokes on each other. Um, especially, uh, well, okay, I guess I'll just go out and say it. During Dark Knight, uh, we would do a lot of stuff to where, to other people's cars. So when we were doing the whole chase scene uh, down Lower Wacker and then on LaSalle Avenue, um, when they would yell, okay, take 10 minutes. I mean, you'd see people run and go to the bathroom and whatever, but you'd see the other people that have went to the bathroom the last break and they come back with peanut butter and they put it underneath people's door handles or they put it on their drivers, you know, their their steering wheels or they would saran wrap their car or whatever and, you know, then they'd yell, okay, we're back to set and all of a sudden you see a person trying to get in their car and they can't get in the car because all of a sudden they got peanut butter and saran wrap on their, <laughs> on their car. Uh, I mean, we put, uh, we just, we did a couple of things. Um, the old, um, banana up the tailpipe from the old Beverly Hills cop. Yeah. Oh yeah. That happened. That happened a couple of times. Um, but it, you know, it was fun. I mean, you know, you get nervous, you get, you want to make sure you always did the right thing. You always want to make sure you did the right job. Um, you never wanted to screw up. That's, I always, uh, like that was always my biggest thing for a long time is I never ever wanted to screw up um, because I was always um, making sure that, I guess in so many words to impress the coordinators and stuff like that. I remember distinctly uh, one time actually in Dark Knight again, um, when they actually on Lower Wacker, when they crashed the um, the bank truck, um, that was actually not supposed to happen. Um, that was an accident. Uh, people were going way too fast, and I was the car right behind the bank truck. And instead of going into the truck, I swerved my car into a slide uh, into one of the uh, rail walls and took my car out. No way. So I didn't hit the so I didn't hit the truck. And so you're talking about the scene where I think It's when um what's his whatever is uh two faces in the Gotcha. Backs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So And they're escorting him to somewhere else, right? Yeah, and they're yeah. trying to hijack the car. Yeah. But uh one of the gentlemen that was driving uh that said car uh is a extremely extremely well-known stuntman um they came over to walkie-talkie and they asked for they asked for me uh so everybody drove their cars back my car was drivable i mean i didn't do much damage to it but i, I took it into the wall um but they scared the living pee willies out of me because he was just like are you jeff and i was like yeah and he's like thanks for not hitting me and shook my hand I, I i think i literally peed my pants Right then and there, because I was freaking out. <laughs> I was freaking out because I mean, you've only been on the job for a couple of weeks, and it was just like, "Oh boy, I'm dead." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, those, uh, I don't know. Those, those guys are amazing. Uh, they they take their job seriously, and uh, they take everybody else seriously. So, 
Well, I, and I have to ask, only because I think that most listeners, especially of how much we've mentioned Dark Knight at this point, did you have any interaction with Heath Ledger? And, and, and in what capacity was that like off-camera and on-camera? I had three instances with Heath Ledger. Uh, first one was uh, he, would all be, he would ride a skateboard quite a bit around the set. And one time he just jumped right in front of me. Didn't uh, I think they call him Ollie? Uh, right in front of me, and he's like, "Sorry, man." And that was one. The second one is we had a fallen, uh, not a fallen soldier, but a soldier who had come back from Iraq, uh, who was in a wheelchair, who had uh, dealt with an uh, IED, I believe it is, um, and uh, Heath was just sitting there talking with him and just sat there. Didn't want to talk with anybody else, just wanted to talk with the soldier. And it was absolutely just phenomenal. And I, the only reason why I know this is because I was just, I was actually probably about three feet away and I was having a Coke. And I was just sitting down because I had just gotten done doing my stuff. And uh, I wasn't trying to interrupt them. I just, I just kind of overheard a few things. And he, he was the nicest guy in the entire world, just talking to this, you know, soldier. Um, the last one was the last day of filming. Um, <laughs> I worked at a bar uh, downtown Chicago, and uh, it was the day that we did the hit on the Lamborghini. So with that Dodge Ram when it slams into the Lamborghini, that was the last day of my filming, um, and we got there at like five, six o'clock in the morning. And we shot it, and I had to work that night at mm. a bar, bartending. And I didn't get there until 6 o'clock, and I had been doubling uh, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. So I shaved off my mustache. and But I told all the stunt guys, I was like, hey, look, I know you guys are going to be around town. I was like, come down to the bar, you know, blah, 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 blah. Come down, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a stunt guy's party and, you know, do that. It wasn't a stunt guy. It was a full cast and crew party. I've never seen that bar packed as much as... And both Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, the entire cast and crew showed up. Everybody from transportation to hair and makeup. Awesome. Stunts, wardrobe, you name it. I mean, electrical. All these guys showed up. And I'm sitting there. I can't even keep up. I'm like... And I'm trying to get myself a drink, you know, for the love of God. And I couldn't even do that. But those guys, uh, Heath Ledger and Christian Bale sat in the back. And nobody, nobody bothered them at all. They just kind of let them be because they were kind of, I, I believe, just relaxing. At least that's what I would like to think. Uh, but they were just sitting back there, um, brought them around to shots. But then next thing you know, um, somebody comes up to us and said, here, this is from the guys in the corner. Hands us 200 bucks. I was like, holy crap. Oh, okay. And I was like, which corner? And they pointed back to where those guys were sitting. And I was like... All right. And we sat there, and I mean, we literally, we kept the bar open probably until about 5, 6 a.m. Uh, we're supposed to close at 4. And it's still did, going. Still going. I mean, but the entire cast and crew, everybody celebrated. Everybody was happy. Everybody was having fun. It was one of the best nights uh, ever. But those guys, um, Heath Ledger, without a doubt, is just one of the most amazing people you would, you would have ever gotten the opportunity to meet. He just treated people with the most respect, and um, 
sincerity, I guess you'd say. Uh, just always nice and never cared what anybody else, you know, said or thought. Awesome. Did you ever get a chance to see him in the makeup? In I, person? Did, and, I did. And how was that? Like, I, was I, it as haunting as I, it was on, on screen? Yeah, actually, um, I felt really bad because we were down uh, in Lower Wacker and we were on a break. We were on a five-minute break and I had to go use the restroom and I was driving my car and um i ran upstairs and i come out and here comes the joker and i was like hey mark how you doing he's like good how you doing i'm like good i was like all right i go downstairs and i was like oh crap i forgot my water and i come back up and then i was back again i was like hey mark and he's like mm-hmm wait what and then i go back into the bathroom to grab my water and there is keith ledger stunt double a British guy who's standing at the urinal and I was like I, it, and it was it was Heath Ledger who walked by me I'm like hey Mark how you doing yeah, oh sh <laughs> you know you, I, I kind of felt like an idiot but um, I, you know I think I said probably about a handful of ten words to him and it was uh, I know I remember the first time was uh, after he talked to the gentleman in the wheelchair because he was uh, from the Air Force and that was but my family was, uh, I was raised in the Air Force family. Um, and I just said, thank you. I said, that was pretty awesome. He's like, oh, yeah, my pleasure. You know, I mean, he, nicest guy. That's and, awesome. Uh, I mean, pretty much, I mean, I've had my differences with actors, but, you know. And how often do you run into the actor that's just a pain in the ass? I mean, how can is that to a be consistent thing? With you, no, no. So it's I, rare. Very rare. Nine times out of ten, because they know that you're doing stuff that they won't do. <laughs> so, um, you know, I did a before we uh, before we started this. Uh, I, you know, uh, I did a thing with a TV pilot with Katie Holmes, and um, she tackles me, and her stunt doubles tackles me. And her stunt double did a big old hit, and then Katie Holmes does the hit, and then Katie Holmes just lays on top of me, and she's just like, "Are you okay? Is there anything? Are you are you fine? Are you? Uh, I don't want to hurt you." And we're out in the middle, uh, you know, it's like twenty degrees outside, and we're laying on a basketball court, you know. And she was very, you know, very nice and polite, and uh, she wasn't, um, uh, she wasn't a diva or anything like that. She was just, you know, she was a normal person, which is. Actually, it's really nice to see because that's, I think that's what we're, I think uh, in this field, in this industry, that's what a lot of people are getting towards uh, because they understand that it gets out. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Especially with social media and the way oh, how yeah, fast exactly. information travels. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you, uh, I mean, did you, were you ever starstruck? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even when I saw Heath Ledger, I was starstruck. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> um, Christian Bale, um, you know, uh, is just. Uh, Edward Norton I, I actually doubled Edward Norton on a film um, and it was one day it was a small film with De Niro, it was up in Detroit and uh, I had to get corn rolls put in my hair, which is not something that is not pretty on me, especially if you see me um, but I had to double him and I had to burn down a house and I had to sit in a house that was on fire because he 
killed his parents and he lit the house on so fire. So I've seen that movie on Netflix, but yes, I haven't you know, watched it. Yes. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Because it always makes me laugh, the title card with Ed Norton and Dreadlock, or like Corn yeah, Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is going on in this movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had to literally run out of a, ha- a burning house. and um, But he was, I mean, he himself, you know, when he was in character, he was literally in character. But the second they yelled... Okay, that's a wrap for today. He was, without a doubt, one of the nicest people. I mean, it was. I can't really. Um, I can't really think of anybody. I mean, I met Sigourney Weaver. She was awesome. Um, like I said, Kitty Holmes is awesome. Um, Amy Adams. Uh, oh, what's the guy who plays Superman? I can't even think of his name right now. I don't know either. I'm not a big comic book guy. I don't, I don't. I don't know. He was. He was really cool. I remember because we spent five weeks in Plano, Illinois, and we all stayed at the same hotel, and if anybody wanted to go down and have a drink, you know, they'd go down and have a beer or whatever, or go down and have lunch or dinner or whatever, and if he was, uh, Henry Cavill, I mean, that's his name, uh, but if he was down there, you know, he would sit there and have, and have dinner with you. Didn't care. That's awesome. And it was, I mean, you just sitting there like, I'm having dinner, oh, dear God. And, you know, you're like, I, I work on the movie with you. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he knew everybody. I mean, he would know hair, makeup, transportation, um, electrical. I mean, he would, they were all, there were, uh, I, I mean, I think there's probably about like one or two that I could really think of that have just been like, you kind of want to turn your head the other way towards, but uh, other than that, uh, most people have just been absolutely amazing. Sure, and I'm guessing you don't want to mention their names from the no, professional no, side no, of things. No, okay. no, I have come to come back ask. to Chicago. Yeah. I, I, I would like to still keep working. Cool. I have to ask only because uh, I'm sure every listener would be like, "Why didn't you just ask that question and follow yeah. up?" No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I will. I will say this: uh, one of them is in the first Batman Nolan movies. The very first one. Cool. He's a butler. <laughs> good, good to hear. Good to know. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I know. Um, the, uh, right now you're just waving like, I wish <laughs> I, I could know, say I, more. I, I know. It's so funny. Um, was there, is there any actor in particular that you'd love to work with now that would kind of just blow your socks off? They would be a little bit of a, oh, a, a gut check. Lord have mercy. Or director even. Uh, honestly, actor-wise, um, just I, people will th- probably think this is weird and kooky. Keanu Reeves, really, absolutely. Um, if you see what he had done for his family, uh, for his sister especially when she had cancer and everything like that, you know, he left the Matrix when they were filming, and he went back home and stayed with her. They moved in together. He took care of her. Uh, a guy like that is just... Wow, you never even hear that story. Yeah, a guy like that just, like, I could only hope to live up to his standards, you know. He gave away, something. I think it was something like $75 million to charity from all of his uh, all of his proceeds from The Matrix. So it's like someone like that, you just... There's no way of getting around that. You, you got to give that guy credit and where credit is due and... Um, like to me it's just like it almost it it gets me emotional because that guy is someone that 
you know, you kind of almost want to eliminate your life around. It's just like he, he was a smart guy and he didn't care about himself. He, he cared about other people. He cares, you know, he does stuff for the homeless. I mean, it's just like someone like that. That's a guy I'd love to work with. Um, another guy I would love to work with, uh, if it was music-wise, John Williams or Hans Zimmer. Absolutely, those guys rock. Uh, I'd actually really like to work with Chris Pratt just because I think he's hysterical. But, um, uh, you know, uh, some of the, you know, some of the people from Chicago, Chicago Fire, uh, John Seda, I love working with. Uh, I've gotten to double him over the past couple years, and he's awesome. Uh, and then uh, David Engelberg, uh, he's awesome. He, he, and the funny thing about him is uh, he, uh, he always asks me every time I see him on set, he doesn't ask me how I'm doing. He always asks me how my family's doing. So, you know when you're working with some great people, when they don't just ask about you, they ask about your family. Sure, sure. That's, that's an awesome feeling for me. Well, we covered a lot of quite the gamut here. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, no, uh, I guess I would say uh, keep supporting uh, this radio station and keep <laughs> supporting... Uh, Anything and everything that's being filmed in Chicago. Um, if you ever want to work on anything, just go to chicagofilm.org. Uh, they always look for extras. and um, you, you never know. know. You never know. I you mean, never exactly. know. You can always, you, you, you never know. You may find a, a new link in life. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very this much. Is for me. This I, is I, fun. This is fun. I had a blast, actually. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. I think, I think most people, uh, I, I, we try to get into a situation to where it feels like the, there's no microphones or cameras. Yeah. And I definitely felt that in this one. Oh, yeah. And it's just very conversational. And so I really appreciate that. Oh, and thank my you pleasure. for doing that and really kind of enlightening people because that's a side of this, the, the, especially like, you know, film that I don't think people hear that often. So. Um, thank you for coming on. Oh, I, I'm my pleasure. I am so, so happy that I even got the opportunity. Awesome. So thank you. Well, um, you can find us at Local 219 across the board and Local underscore 219. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in those channels. And then other than that, we'll talk to you soon. Later.